Welcome to the Bhakti Talk podcast, where we discuss the spiritual path through the wisdom ways and practices of our beloved guru, Swami Premadaya. We are your hosts, Swami Sky, and I am Ananda Dev. The Bhakti Talk podcast is presented by the International Centers of Divine Awakening. Subscribe on our website, i-coda.org, YouTube, or any of the major podcasting sites. Be sure to also give us a follow on all social media at Bhakti Talk Podcast. In today's episode, yes, we talk with our guru by Aiden Sletta. Aiden is recognized and publicly acknowledged and officially designated by Guru Premadaya as his sole and singular legacy holder. Recognized as an advanced disciple, he is an advanced certified ICODA practitioner and ICODA's president and chairman of the board. Welcome, welcome to our beloved Guru brother, Aiden. Hey. Hey, what? What an introduction. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> really thrilled to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're very, very excited to have you. Uh, we love you so much. Uh, you've done so much for, uh, I'll speak for both of us, personally, individually. Um, you've also in incredibly <laughs> given so much to ICOTA itself and then your service to our beloved guru, uh, which is Guru Bhakti Yoga, Guru Service uh, directly is has been absolutely astounding. So we're very, very lucky to have you. We're very pleased and excited to have a conversation with you today. I'm just going to adjust the, the images a little bit here so that uh, I have the focus on you. Thank you so much. Uh, and I'd love to get right into it. Um, I, I, I'd like to start, uh, Aiden, by knowing and hearing about, I mean, we know you very well. We spend lots of time with you, but it's so fun to hear another uh, fellow disciple, a, a guru brother, or a sangha member. It's so fun to hear their story. And I'd really like to start with where, where were you leading up to meeting Swami Pramodaya? You know, kind of how did you even find him? I've always, I'm always, uh, it's such a, a, a an, an excitement for a fellow disciple to hear about the moment where that arrangement or that intersection between your path and your journey and Guruji uh, happened. So maybe you can start with the, with that. Yeah, thank you for that. And you're absolutely correct. I mean, listening to this podcast, I've learned so much from both of you and, and the guests that you've had so far, um, stories that I didn't even know about and their path to Swamiji, which has been so enjoyable. So thank you for asking. Um, it, I would really start at my childhood. Um, oh, great. Yeah. I mean, this this has been a long journey, long time coming. <laughs> meeting um, what I recall clearly, I, I really remember as a child, maybe seven or eight years old, and I, I have this memory. It's so clear. I was in my parents' backyard. I was laying on the grass, and it was a. I was just looking up at the sky, and it was a beautiful, beautiful day. Bright blue sky, big fluffy clouds just kind of slowly going by. And I remember what I was doing. I was looking to see if I could see God behind the cloud. If I could just see oh. maybe his foot or just, just something. <laughs> I, no, I grew up um, not, you know, not really on a regular basis, but we were Lutheran. My grandparents were Lutheran. They were very, mm -hmm. very much devoted to that. And so my family went on special occasions, which included myself. And 
so I sat through the services and I guess that would, you could say that was my introduction to God or the idea concept of God or spirituality, which never really resonated with me, but, but God did, I really wanted to know God and I mm. believe that that existed. And so I remember being in the backyard looking for, looking for him. And I mean, I would do it for <laughs> probably hours would go by and just really enjoying it. Um, of course, I never saw him or it, but that feeling, that desire never left me of just wanting to know, you know, does, is this real? And so um, it really started there probably at a young age of just, just, just desiring God and really wanting to know what this is all about. Um, I even remember a time or two testing God. I would be in my parents' basement. It's kind of like my, our game room. All, all the neighborhood friends came over and we'd like play video games or just hang out and play board games. And and so I was by myself and I did all this stuff. These things I kept to myself as far as God was concerned, right? So um, I remember there was this lamp in the corner and I was testing God and I would look at the lamp and it's on. And I would say, God, if you're real, I'm going to count to three. <laughs> and I would say one, if, if you're real, turn off this light. I want the, like, I wanted some demonstration. So I'd say one, two, three. And when it got to three, I was kind of like, hi, you know, I, did, I was, <laughs> you know, I was like frightened of what would happen. And of course the light didn't go off. Um, but I still, I just knew something was real. I knew something was beyond what i was <laughs> as a child so i was just all the time well well immediately what jumped into my mind is the light didn't go off but little did you know that later a light went on <laughs> absolutely and absolutely and that's that's where this was all leading um that the proofs did come just in the form that i wasn't demanding of god right but they right. absolutely came so um it started off in childhood and then you know, that desire never left me. And of course, I go into my teens and my 20s and I'm doing all those type of things of uh, chasing women and sports. And I was very, uh, very athletic. I, I did a lot of sports in my youth. Um, I was involved in baseball and basketball and, you know, golf. And my parents were very busy. My mom became a kind of, <laughs> you know, not to her... Um, choosing kind of a soccer mom, you know, during that time. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so that was kind of what I was into. I was into sports. I was into athletics and I really liked the the camaraderie of being on a team and also the, the physicality and the, um, of course, there's the competition aspect. And so that, that was a large part of my life, but I also had this other part, which was very much introspective and just just wanting to again know what this was about and i couldn't get i just couldn't get those answers and I, it was really this insatiable hunger that i had um and then we can fast forward a little bit um i would say it's probably in my early 20s and um i saw a tv program I was watching TV, cable access. I lived in Oregon at the time. And lo and behold, um, I had never heard of this person's name before, but uh, a woman by the name of Gangaji is on cable access. And she's doing this thing called Satsang. Again, I have no idea what this is. Wow. But talking to someone and they're talking about spiritual matters and, and 
Spiritual, <laughs> absolutely. Spiritual. I just yeah. pointed to here. I'll uh, make sure that the I can we can see it. That Gangaji's right here on my yeah daily altar. So just right there. So so this is when the connections. I mean, it started from before I was born. I'm sure the connection to my beloved guru. But this is when the the connection started uh, as far as um, I guess you could say on the earthly plane of meeting Swamiji. So uh, was meeting his teacher. And for those that don't know, Gangaji is one of Swamiji's um, masters, spiritual teachers. So yeah, and just just so we say this on the podcast and out loud, Gangaji does not take a formally initiate disciple. So she has completely avoided the guru-disciple relationship, especially with what she calls the guru police, because the guru police come after you and it creates a lot of trouble and a lot of headaches. Um, but just to, just to, because I, I'm, I code as historian and I, I just love to throw other aspects out there. Um, Swami Premadaya has, has said the moment that he was in the same room as her, the moment she walked in his on a cellular level, he just is like explosions. And so <clears throat> he's identified uh, Gangaji as one of his gurus. He says he has two gurus. Osho is his root master and Gangaji is his finishing uh, master. Um, so he's just talked about Gangaji in that way. And then he's also talked about the moment of unspoken connection between guru disciple uh that he experienced with his beloved master gangaji um but just to be clear because <laughs> i didn't know this but i didn't know that gangaji didn't take uh, um, disciples and the first time i met her i i just I had to do prostrations at her feet and <laughs> her people were all like ah and she was very courteous and very kind but she does not she wants she keeps all the guru disciple that is not her her method, her mode. Um, she's absolutely a spiritual teacher, but um, she doesn't formally initiate disciples, just so we have that differentiation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's correct. And so I'm just, I'm listening to Gangaji work with this man or woman and multiple people. And it's like, wow, this is what she's saying is what I've been feeling and what I've been experiencing, but I, I didn't have the words to art articulate it at the time. And I didn't even know it really existed. I didn't know it existed and oh my gosh, what a, it just felt like a, a, a relief of freedom that this, what I've been feeling and experiencing and desiring is real and other people are feeling it. Mm -hmm. And there's people who actually have an authority on it and understand it and can help you, you know, along the way with this and, and understand it more deeply for yourself. So. Was this your first uh, exposure to somebody like Gangaji, who is a spiritual master? You know, because if you in the in the church system, you kind of I, I I know you're describing the the desire for God, the 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 knowledge that God exists, that that that's out there, the feeling state. But the church is more of a, you know it's a dogmatic uh, system, whereas somebody like uh, a beloved Gangaji is a living embodiment, uh, a, a manifest of the of the truth. Who is literally satsang is for those who might not know that word. It's it basically means gathering in truth, 
So here's somebody you know gathering in truth and li a living emanation, which is a, an authority of the divine, authority of God, of truth, whatever your word fits for you, which is very, very different than the church environment. So this was your first experience of basically that emanation of living embodiment of truth itself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it was clearly spontaneous and it was clearly plugging into wisdom as opposed to scriptural, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to read something. It was clear that this is coming from a, a deeper source of wisdom and it was, it was fresh and it was new and it was spontaneous and it rang true when I heard it. I just knew that it was the truth. And yes, that absolutely, that was my first experience. And it wow. just opened up in me just this, just, just relief. And then I was even more hungry because now I knew it existed and other people, there's other people out in the world that are, that understand this and that are available and I need to get moving. I need to do something. So, <laughs> and I knew, you know, I was very um, drawn to her, but I also had a sense that she wasn't not necessarily for me, but at least it told me that, you know, that this is real. And so what are you thinking yeah. of mm -hmm. her in more as a spiritual teacher or already the notion of guru was clear? I, to didn't, you? I didn't have a concept of guru at that time. I didn't even know. Of course, I'd heard the term, you know, mm -hmm. um, but I never crossed my mind. Oh, this is a guru. It just, yeah. I just thought, oh, this is a very wise person or someone who's plugged into something deeper. They've done maybe a lot of practice or meditation or something. She had something. There was a special quality there that I hadn't come across in other interactions with other human beings. And, um, but yeah, to answer your question, no, that I didn't have any idea that this might be a guru or, you know, something like that, or that, or that she even had a guru. I didn't learn that until much later. So, yeah. So that happened. And then my curiosity just spiked and I'm like, I got to find more people like this and I got to find people that are interested in this. So that's kind of when I went on this search and, um, and then the, the next real instance that really kind of solidified it for me that, that I could say really brought me to Premadaya was I was at our um, local library and I was now looking for books or teachers who did what Gangaji did. How do, how do I, how, how do I find them? I have no idea. Just go to the spirituality section, I guess, in the library and, and see if I can find an interesting name like Gangaji. I mean, I, I have no idea. So I'm going through and then I see this audio book. It's like this six cassette tape series from Ramdas, the name Ramdas, which I've never heard before. And it's called Spiritual Awakening. And I was, and Swamiji talk, talk, talks about the story of him being drawn to the book and he's in the bookstore and he sees Osho's face right mm -hmm. and he's just immediately drawn I had a similar experience to this which was this this audio tape and so I look at it I read it sounds great have no idea what to expect so I, I check out the library this is back when we had cassette tapes and yeah <laughs> it's, it's so funny it's a long for, for those of you who might be listening a cassette tape <laughs> Yeah, it's a plastic, <laughs> and then and, and yeah, you know, you get it from the library, so they're not always rewound. So you gotta, you know, you gotta. So anyway, 
So for those of you listening, a library is a building. <laughs> right, right. This is actually when we went out in the world and we did things, <laughs> talked to people. Yes. This is prior to computers, prior to digital MP3 yeah. players, prior to podcasts. <laughs> so I immediately pop in the tape when I when I get out of the library and I'm start, starting listening to Ram Dass. And my gosh, again, this is everything I've been wanting, hoping for, wishing was real, but not knowing. And he's just really speaking my language and he just touched my heart. And um, I was just listening to those tapes over and over and over these six, these six series tapes. And so I, I got into Ramdas a bit, but again, he was, I felt he wasn't really accessible. I mean, I don't know where he was at the time, probably Hawaii and wasn't someone I could just go and talk to. And so, right. um, and he and it, it gave me a better understanding because certainly he's bringing the Eastern um, spirituality to the West, and he was able to bridge that beautifully, and that gave me understanding of what I what I was experiencing. What was my draw was toward these this, these Eastern ideas and Eastern understanding of spirituality and life and God, and so. Um, and and Swamiji's commented that Ramdas's contribution and obviously his beloved guru Nareem Karoli Baba, uh, just who there he he has said it very clearly in a way people can understand is that there would be no Eckhart Tolle, there would be no spirituality in the in the West as it exists today without Ramdas. And Ram Das's contribution to spirituality around the globe cannot be measured. It's so huge. So uh, Swamiji has said again and again, and also therefore crediting, crediting Bhagavan Das, because it's Bhagavan Das who brought Ram Das to their guru. And so their contribution to spirituality uh, globally is immeasurable. It's so huge. So I just want to uh, Jai Jai Ramdas, mm. Jai Jai Babaji, Jai Jai Bhagavan Das. I just want to take a moment and spread what I know would be our beloved Guru Swami Premadaya's love for them. So, yeah, I mean, what what a contribution! Mm -hmm. uh, incredible. I mean, his name is is well known, and he's touched many many people's lives. So, I'm I'm completely indebted to him, and I. I was, I was lucky enough to get to see him a few years before he passed um, at a retreat in, in uh, I believe it was Maui. And um, so that, that was a whole nother experience, but, um, but yeah, what a, what a, what a gift to humanity. Um, so <clears throat> Ramdas enters my life and I'm, but I'm still searching. I, I realize now that I, I really need, what I'm searching for is a, 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 someone I could speak to you know, to kind of give me feedback, understanding someone who will respond to these questions that I have. Um, and I also realized that I had got, whether I had the words for it or not, I really felt that I had gone as far as I could by myself. You know, I've, I've kind of read these things. I read the books, listened to the audio tapes, and I don't know, I, I know the transcendent exists, 
it must exist, but I don't know how to enter into it. I don't know where to go from here. Help is <laughs> where I was at. Just please, please. <laughs> I need help, you know? So, um, I won't get into all the details, but I, I moved to California. I moved to Southern California from Oregon and do some, you know, find some work there. And I'm staying with a friend who I've known since she's almost grade school, who also moved to Southern California. Um, so we're living together and I'm, I'm, act, I'm actively seeking communities, um, spiritual communities at this point. And so I come across, uh, Swami Pramadaya online again, not knowing who this man is or what he's up to, and so that that you found Swami Pramadaya online. That was that online. was the first. Okay, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he's holding a public event at a uh, church in Westwood, and which is in Los Angeles. And so I say, why not? You know, it seems interesting, and and uh, yeah. And was that public event satsang? You know, I is, I, is I, that how you find you know? Because I'm always curious about that too. Because you know, a lot of us don't have terminology. We don't know what guru is. We don't know what satsang means. And I too was also the word satsang. The first time I had come mm -hmm. across that, that's one of the 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 lines that led to so many uh, um, inroads to spiritual life. So just checking to see if that's what that that event was. I I'm almost certain it was satsang. Yep. Okay, so that ties it together with with yeah, uh, which is now a term that I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm I'm at least in the right, I'm in the ballpark, right? Got it, got it. So, so I um, I go to the Westwood Church and very much looking forward to it. And let me let me ask you one more thing <clears throat> before going to this event, uh, mm -hmm. which is probably satsang. Did you also tie together Gangaji and Premadaya prior to going to no. the event, or was that after? Okay, I'm getting after. ahead of you. That okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So, I uh, I go to this event and I'm by myself, and I don't know anyone here, and um, I'm probably sitting in the back, just <laughs> trying not to be to be seen, but just I just want to experience it. Go ahead. I, I seem to remember that you said you came from meetups. I did. I did. Okay. So that's, okay. That's, that's what ties this together. Mm -hmm. So you, you were, were part of a, you were on, so meetups is an online uh, app or program or, you know, like a Facebook only it's literally meetups and it's about getting together. And you came across uh, there's, there's several, there's spiritual meetings, spiritual groups and uh, ICOTA international centers of divine awakening has a meetup group. And you discovered our meetup group, which had a Swami Premadaya event, which was likely Satsang, and that was being held in Westwood. I got you. Okay. Yeah, that's directly from Meetup. Um, so hey, social media. <laughs> <laughs> which is why we still have a meetups to this day, by the way. Right. We definitely still have a meetups uh, uh, for ICOTA, International Centers of Divine Awakening. We still post all of our events there. And at, at no small part of that is when you said to me, well, I came from meetups. And I was like, oh, yeah. well, then we'll keep that going. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my argument for keeping it. It's like, <laughs> hey, I came. Someone else could. So, um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I went to the event and, you know, I couldn't even tell you what was said. But I do know it was, I do know first few words 
out of the guru's mouth, who again, I, at that time, I didn't know he was a guru. Um, but out of his mouth, it's again, I had that same experience with Gangaji, that same experience with Ramdas. It's just the truth was palpable and it just hit me. Like, and I really had the experience of I could be home right now. I feel like I might be at home wow. because here's a man who wouldn't matter who it was, a man or a woman, but here's someone in front of me in the flesh saying the things that I know are true. And my gosh, I can speak to them. They can help me. They can potentially help me. And I just... I just wanted more. I just wanted more of this. And so, you know, the Sot songs maybe an hour and a half at the time. And um, and so I just kept showing up. And I it wasn't until like the third or fourth time that I even approached Swami Pramadaya afterward and just <laughs> got up the nerve to just say, hi, you know, just introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> and um but yeah, then 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 these con then these connections started to come out. I think you would probably publicly talk about Gangaji and his relationship to Gangaji. I'm like, oh my gosh, these all these confirmations kept happening. Um, and then I found out he was he is a, a devotee of Osho. And I have a interesting connection with Osho with my grandmother who um, passed away a number of years ago, but we were going through her belongings and she had a uh, a book by osho which were morning meditations and and um we never had a conversation about osho or her interest in spirituality but i i i came across that book that she owned prior to meeting swami primadaya so here's this name osho also that mm -hmm. i'm becoming familiar with and then now i meet swami primadaya and he's talking about Gangji and he's talking about my, you know, I'm a devotee of Osho and I'm like, what more confirmation do I need than, you know, than this? So um, that's really, so that's, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just have to interject because I, I, I only found out about this story in the last uh, several weeks or months at the most. Mm -hmm. And you and I are involved with all aspects of ICOTA. I'm the mm -hmm. director of operations. You're the president and uh, legacy holder. And so anything that goes on ICOTA, we work together on. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we're working on are books, Swami Premadaya books. And one of the things that was you're really passionate about is a book of quotes. And I'm like, well, these other quotes, we, <laughs> we have all these other, we have all these other, I think that, that that's great. We should do that. Absolutely, Aiden. Absolutely, I support you, but I'm not sure it has the priority. Let's get these, let's focus on these other topics that I, I think will really, should be our priority. And what I didn't know is how intimately important a book of quotes is for you because of how much it's had an effect on your path. And you are so humble and so compassionate and so that you never even told me. And I put it together on my own in my version, I'm, I'm putting these together, that once I found out that that book of daily everyday quotes or everyday meditations, that the effect that that had on you and the, on your personal spiritual journey, I'm like, that's the one we should do next. I just didn't know. But you're so selfless that you never expressed 
your desire for something that had such an impact on you to be available to other people through our beloved guru. So once I found out that, I was like, let's make that our next book. So I'm so excited about the series, the books that we have lined up. It's going to be a thrilling 2024. I just want to go, you know, here we are. This is going out to the public. I highly support the book. If that's the next book, let's do it. <laughs> I didn't know how deeply personal it was and how much it meant to you. I just was like, well, it seems like that topic's more uh, uh, pertinent, more or that should be our focus. But now that I know that this book, this book of daily readings, a daily quote or a morning meditation, uh, to be able to offer that same sort of experience through our beloved guru, because we have thousands and thousands of recordings with many, many thousands of incredible transformational quotes. Uh, so I just want to go on record that whenever you want to do that, you have my full support. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and as you say that um, <laughs> quotes, you know, there, there's people connect in different ways. There's they some, do. People, some people are more uh, connect with video visually or audio um, mm -hmm. or, and of course written materials. But when you mention quotes um, it is true because Swami Premadaya, I also connected through him through his quotes mm -hmm. um, uh, on his website that he had. And there was these wonderful quotes. When you go to the homepage, the landing page, there'd be these quotes that kind of fade in and out. And there were majority of, the, of them were from Swami Pramadaya. And they were so good and they were so powerful and important to me that I, I would type them out and then I would print them. And then I'd put them on like a, a board that I had in my room just so I could look at them and refer to them. And because just these little nuggets of truisms of truth. Um, and it just, it really affected me. So yeah, you're, you're right. The, the, I guess part of my, um, the way I connect with the teachings are, are through quotes. Absolutely. And you can certainly find a incredible wealth of quotes on our, our webpage now, which you put together and you organized and you actually built and posted. So that's on our, our on our website now, i-coda.org. And the, the power of the guru is that one small phrase can contain the entire teaching. So I look for, I look, very much look forward to that quote book when we get that printed. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I have a published. whole it's all in my in my mind. I have an old, old <laughs> idea of how it'll look, and we'll, we'll see if we agree. But I think people get a lot out of it. I know I have, and it's it's almost like it just feels selfish to not do it. It's like to have all these wonderful quotes, absolutely, that, that you and I know about, and uh, you know a few others know about, but to not make that available is well, just that's. Absolutely. And that's been our mission. Our mission has been, you know, our guru had one very clear mission and he has absolutely lived that and, and had, I say that in past tense, has, it's current, it's always, you know, it's right now and it has been for the last 20 years to make himself available to people spiritually. And that's what he's done. And then what we've done is taken that availability and, and whether it's like you said, in video form and recordings and full length recordings and excerpts, um, uh, so full length recordings on our, on our, uh, wisdom library, our free wisdom library, which is crossing a milestone this week, by the way, uh, we, we will cross 650 full length videos of Swami Premadaya, uh, giving satsang, darshan, spiritual discourse, and so many, uh, and guided meditations on Premadaya TV. So that's, you know, it's fun. It's such a thrill uh, as a disciple, and it's such a thrill, the, the three of us all together, and especially you, Aiden, as legacy holder, um, we have truly made 
and continue to make the Guruji's mission available to people. And that is a thrill. So I very much look forward to that quote book. Me too. I kind of side tracked you there for a little bit, but I, it's a fun, it's a fun uh, uh, side mission <laughs> that we just enjoyed that I just enjoyed. Um, but so you had met Swami Premadaya. You, you had you, for your whole, as long as you can remember, you felt the call, the interest, the search for the divine, for God, for truth. Uh, you're introduced to a whole different realm of satsang and gurus and, you know, transmitters and uh, relators of the truth itself, such as Gangaji and Ramdas. And then you were found yourself at satsang with Swami Premadaya experiencing just sitting in satsang. And, and I would even say as a disciple, you know, looking back, sitting in the transmission of the guru and being in that. And then you, you said you finally can not, not in an event where you asked a question, but after an event, you said hello or kind of checked in. And that's where we got a little sidetracked into a fun yeah. journey. I want to bring you back to where you were. Sure. And that's talking. a wonderful point to the transmission. Because it's not just the words. When you are in the presence, and it's same thing with Gangaji, through the television. But when you are in the presence of satsang, which can be translated a number of ways, but essentially it means association with truth, right? Being in the presence of truth, coming together for this for the sole purpose of communicating truth. It's so palpable and you just know that you are in sacred space. Like this is something different. This is not the everyday ordinary experience that we have. So I step into uh, satsang with Swami Pramadaya that he's holding space for and same thing, immediate, you know, you're in the presence of something more real, divine, you know, divine. It's, it has, yeah, go ahead. That was the tagline we were using at the time was Swami Pramadaya's chose was beyond self. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like, that's there, there, there's the, everything you're saying, but then also, it just has that essence of the beyond, you know, because some people have trouble with different words, but beyond tends to be something that pretty much anybody can tap into. If your word is truth, if your word is reality, if your word is God, if your word is transmission, guru, any of these things, all of that, the essence of all that is beyond because it's it's beyond the, like you're saying, the experience of every day. You know, as Guruji has often pointed out, it's very different than going to the grocery store and being in the checkout line. It's right. it's beyond all of those uh, experiences. And it's something, you know, fresh, new, uh, palpable, full of an energy you can't quite uh, um, explain other than the fact that, you know, this is different. And there's such a quality. And the main quality is this is more real than the other things mm -hmm. beyond. <laughs> And what happened next? I, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so this must have been about my guess is probably 2008. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just, I, again, I had found something where I could come in person and it was just phenomenal. Now I still was involved in the world and still kind of had distractions, which was again, sports which was like a, a long theme in my life that i that i very much enjoyed so i was still doing sports at that time um so 
I would come to Sod Song, but if it interfered with other things that I was doing, eh, I'll go next time. So <laughs> it was like, you know, it wasn't as consistent as I could have made it, but it was just the choice I made at that time. And um, and then I got, you know, I got to know Swami Premadai a little bit more personally. We would speak and um, and I think really the turning point for me was the the program that we still offer to this day and ironically enough it's the program that now myself and swami sky are leading which is called the beyond self training program and the beyond self training program is a 13 week uh, icoda describes it swami g describes it as a 13 week course in consciousness and that course was so transformative it just i mean it was probably it felt like 10 years 10 years of spiritual work in you know three 13 week uh classes so um that was the turning point for me it's like there was no more doubt i knew that this is my path i knew that this is the teacher for me and any delay is just, I'm just hurting, hurting myself. I'm just postponing, you know, what I know is to be true. And so I, that's when I really got serious and I got serious with Swami Primadaya and wanted to know what else, how he could help me. And, and, you know, mm -hmm. that incredible program, the beyond self training program consists of classroom time every single week. Um, and the class is limited to a small amount of people. Uh, each class has a handout that you study and you work on. And then you have a, a homework assignment on top of that that uh, works on top every week on top of the next, on top of the next. So it's all congruent. It all, it's all an absolutely powerful, incredible program. And then on top of that, you have one-to-one -one sessions to propel your growth even further. And anytime I've talked to somebody about who's taken the Beyond Self-Training program, many people have said, you know, this program really launched my spiritual life. It was kind of the doorway. It started you know, one, one way it's described is I really, really, that was the first doorway into truly knowing myself. And what I like to ask people, and since you've brought it up, I'm going to take the time to ask you now, do you have a favorite aspect of that program? Knowing all the, the, it contains several aspects and it's just a wild and powerful program. I just went through them all. Um, but do you have a favorite aspect or do you have a moment that stands out for you? That's really like, Oh, that, that moment was a, the whole thing you just said was great, but is there a moment or an aspect that are your favorites? And can you say a little about that since, uh, since it is a program we still offer and people mm -hmm. might be fascinated to hear about it. Yeah. What I, what I recall is my favorite, part of that program was the antici anticipation of coming back the next week after having done the assignment and just gushing, just wanting to, to share what my experience was that week because so much had happened in a week. I mean, you would think a week is not a long time, but man, if you really apply what's in these handouts and you follow the instruction and you just do it every day for a week, the transformations were like that. And so I just couldn't wait until the next class to share what had happened and also to hear what happened for other people and just to see the progress and 
people just blooming in that class from just these very simple, practical, you know, suggestions, instructions, um, understandings. That was my favorite part, the group you know, the group dynamic and the discussion with Swamiji with us. And also he would give you feedback and confirmation, which was really helpful to say, yeah, you're right, that this is true. This is happening for you. Or <laughs> well, you may you may want to, you know, look at that again or consider something else. You know, probably this is going on. And so that was tremendously valuable for me. Yeah, the Beyond Self Training program to me is like it's like a, a rocket ship, yeah. and it's like you get it. You have a small group of your of fellow travelers, and then Guruji is the fuel. I mean, he just is, you know, it just keeps the trajectory. Many people have reported that they're that this is the absolute beginning and opening of their entire spiritual path. Whether they continue at at, at Icoda, whether they became a, a disciple of Swami Premadai, or whether we never hear from him again, the reports on that program have been in absolutely incredible. And Swami Premadaya has crafted an absolutely mind-blowing consciousness raising uh, uh, beyond mm. self training program. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the, the thoroughness and the depth of the program. Wow. It's absolutely amazing and it sounds like aiden that because with everything you described that happened for you also within that program you, like you you were you found your home you found your family like the people you wanted to travel with be with you found your guru did you at that time because discipleship was being offered there were people who were disciples how did you then come to, okay, I'm here. This is my family. This is clearly, I would say, like hearing you talk about it, my guru. When, how did you say, I want discipleship? Sure. That's a, it's an interesting, I, I want to know the answer exactly to that question, but I want to rephrase it just a little bit because in that time, discipleship was possible but it isn't like now where it's on our website and you can read about it during that period of time there was no no mention the only way you would have known so discipleship was not offered uh what you're saying is not is not incorrect it's a discipleship is offered but not as an offering you would have had to have come across it through somebody reporting on it or somebody telling you about it it was not um publicly available um, it was not part of the, it's part of the system. The guru disciple relationship is, is, is happening, but the offering of discipleship was not, uh, you basically, somebody would have had to report on it or tell you about it. I remember, I I'm telling you this cause it's just a little quick story. I had done all transcriptions at the time, by the way, we first started recording on cassette tape, uh, Ram Dass. <laughs> and so I would record on cassette tape and I would listen to cassettes and I would transcribe them. And we had a, a, a wonderful person who was uh, literary. I, I could transcribe the words, but I, I, I'm not a, a literary person. And so I gave a, a disciple meeting transcription to somebody I thought that would be very interested in discipleship. And that's how that person found out. So it wasn't, it wasn't. And then she, she was like, wait, discipleship is available. <laughs> so I'd love to know exactly what Dananda Dev asked, but with like, how did you even find out discipleship was available? 
Yeah, I'll answer that. But I want to go back to the beyond self-training for a moment, because I can also answer that question that we had. You know, what, what did I get out of that? The name itself, beyond self-training, what I realized through that training was what I des what I most desired, what I most was in my heart that I wanted this beyond this transcendent through that process of the beyond self training program, I realized I was the barrier, this idea of me, I, me, mine, and just loosening that up a little bit, which I had no concept of or awareness of, you know, cause I was just like all of us were trained that I, we're trained in I, me, mine. We're the most important thing. We are the center of our, <laughs> universe where all that matters. And I realized I started to understand the first, you know, cracks started to happen in realization that it, maybe this isn't about me. Maybe there's something, <laughs> maybe I'm a part of something that's, that's more important. That is not really about me and my wants and my desires that there's a, oh, there's a, um, a way that I can maybe step aside and let something else in or put my attention on and so that was the result the end result for me of the beyond self-training program and that's why it was so powerful just to dislodge you know this kind of sense of me and mine and my way and you know that's all that matters and so that that, that was a transformation that happened for me um as far as discipleship it must have just like you said it wasn't on the website it wasn't it yeah it wasn't advertised mm -hmm. i just spoke to enough people at that time who were mm -hmm. involved with swami primadai and and saw their their transformations and um their closeness to the guru and probably just through conversation hey you know what how long you been with Swami Primadaya, oh, I'm a, I'm a disciple. And what is that? Oh, mm -hmm. you know, it's a formal initiation. It's just a recognition that, you know, this is my teacher. This is my guru. And we do a formal, we, we do a formal initiation. And then, um, so I sat with that. I knew about that. I believe I knew about discipleship probably a year or two before I asked. Okay. So uh, again, probably 2011, or excuse me, 2008 i met swami primadaya and then it was 2011 that i was actually formally initiated mm -hmm. so um i remember i waited when i applied for discipleship and i waited for about six months for a response and i'm like oh is you know is he gonna accept me you know <laughs> i'm not ready i don't know what's gonna happen so <laughs> i was so excited to get that acceptance letter um mm -hmm. that he was happy to accept accept me as his disciple and um, but yeah, certainly there was some, some hesitation there and, uh, cause it's a, it's a big leap. It's a big for every disciple, even, even if you're confident in your spirituality and your path, you know, this is your guru taking discipleship for everyone. And Swamiji explains this is, it's always, a uh, could be a little crisis or, a, you know, something where we're, we're, we're not quite sure about. So, um, but man, has it it's from the moment I was initiated, I knew it was right and it's been right ever since. So, and, and part of that crisis is simply that, you know, be the beyond we're talking about is you're saying, I, I see the beyond, I recognize the beyond and I'm 
the heart call, my, this is my response to the beyond is yes. So you're kind of, you're, 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 all of your structure that you've been programmed with up until now is kind of like, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. It has absolutely nothing to do with the guru or the person who's guru. That's not, that's not where the crisis is about. The crisis is about, like you're explaining, the commitment. Oh boy. Now I realize <laughs> I'm going to commit my life to God. I'm actually acknowledging this yeah. out loud and yeah. to other people. I mean, Premadai has talked about his own crisis. He said he was a devotee from the moment that he recognized, not recognized, the moment he saw Osho's face. And he's, he's spoken himself about his uh, years of trying to fight it. And then at initiation, while at, just before he's to receive Sanyas, uh, about the the crisis that he himself going through. So everybody goes through some aspect of that, no matter who you are, uh, whether it's doubt or concern or whatever. But it's definitely, it's definitely, it's like in this moment, yeah, I recognize this. Yeah, I see that. Oh man, satsang feels good. But it's very different to turn to it and say, okay, no, this is definitely it. Now I'm going to request initiation. And then once initiation gets, uh, you know, accepted, it's like that connection with the beyond is being initiated it's like your your mind <laughs> your your conditioning your structure your ego whatever all, all the different <laughs> are kind of like hang on <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. what's this about <laughs> so right. everybody has something whether it comes in the form of thought and emotion or what whatever uh, um so it's definitely bound to happen mm -hmm. yeah so um the initi the initiation was kind of the beginning of the end. It was the it sure. was the new beginning, and um, of the true commitment to the spiritual. And it, it, was, it was everything that the, the crisis was. This is everything I wanted, and now it's here at my doorstep. And and now you have to be responsible for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> now you yeah. actually have to live it. Exactly. Exactly. So you you asked for it. And I asked for it. Mm -hmm. I've been looking for God my whole life. And it's like, okay, well, here's here's the doorway for you. Now are you going to walk through it? Now are you going to live it? And certainly one of the things that we'll talk about in a little bit is is how you have lived that call uh, so emphatically and how you've given your life to both of service to others, of service to the guru's mission of Icoda and to the guru uh, himself. So well, I can't wait to talk about that in a little bit. But I I also want to know, so you receive initiation. Did you know at that time, was it part of the, because one thing about these podcasts that's so fun is I get to learn through other people's eyes. And I, I found out through talking to people, I shouldn't say it that way because I, I was there at every initiation that's ever existed. I just never put two and two together is what I mean to say that I'm the only one who, who actually received their spiritual name in their initiation. Everybody else is, has, has, there's just just like at the time, people didn't know you could uh, uh, discipleship wasn't publicly available. People also didn't necessarily know that they could request a spiritual name. So, did you know you could request a spiritual name at your initiation? I actually did. First, okay. Yeah, I met a. Uh, I didn't know she. I didn't know she was a disciple at the time, but I believe this first or second song that I came to, I sat next to someone who was in who was in the audience as a participant at satsang introduced myself and um, said, hi, you know, I was Michael at that time. Hi, I'm Michael. And they told me their name. And I said, oh, that's an interesting name. That's, you know, what's the, what's its origin? She said, oh, 
Well, I requested a name and I got that from Swami Pramadaya. So this was like the second time I'm at Satsang. So now okay. I know. So you, I know, know you knew early. Yeah. Oh, it, well, that, that also could have been your introduction to discipleship. It could have been, been okay. whether or not they mentioned it or not, if you got a spiritual name from Swami Premadaya. Premadaya doesn't have a, a, a policy of handing out spiritual names uh, as, as you know, part of hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> you you request a spiritual name as a part of this formal initiation. So because it's a it's an arduous process that he gives, you know, everything to. So <laughs> uh, that could have been your first uh, introduction to discipleship, but, but that was your first introduction to definitely the, mm -hmm. the, uh, that you can request a spiritual name. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So where are we now? We're at. Uh... Kind of when did you receive your, your so it's post initiation and kind of what it's like to be a disciple. And then when did you request a spiritual name or when did you receive it? And oh. what does your, your spiritual name mean? Yeah. So actually the same year, um, 2011, I was initiated May 2011. And um, that same year I requested a name. Because mm -hmm. it was so clear to me that I was now heading Godward. I was on the Godward path. I was now I had found everything that I was looking for. And I'm ready to commit myself to this to this life that I've always wanted. So I felt like the name was a, a clean break. Um, and again, like you mentioned Swami Sky, and I I had known about the name giving, you know, if you request a name, Swamiji would be happy to give you a name. And so the name he gave me um, was Aiden, is Aiden. And I I love the name. As soon as I heard it, it just it just felt right. It just seemed like. And by the way, that's happened for every single disciple in this sangha that I know of that that's requested and been given a name. As soon as I hear the name, I just it just it's so fitting. It's like yes, that's them. Yes, that's a Nanda Dev, you know. <laughs> and not even that they've grown into it. It's just immediately it's like that's who he is. And especially when you hear what the name means, what it represents for that individual. It's so pinpoint accurate. So that's exactly what happened to me. So Swamiji looks at me and he tells me, <laughs> your name is Aiden. This is your spiritual name. And he explains to me there's different origins, some Irish spelled a different way. And this particular name is the Arabic origin, A-D-E-N. And so he goes on to explain that Aiden means the fierce one. And so I'm interested to hear more. What, you know, what does this mean? The fierce one. So he says it's one who uh, meets conflict with fierceness, one who persists, one who's willing to take on all of life's challenges, which sounded very daunting because... This was, I mean, this name was so pinpoint accurate because this is, up until that point, everything I've been avoiding, <laughs> absolutely, and at the same time, everything I wanted, that my soul desired, that I knew I had to, it's the way, I, it's the change I needed to make in my life, and so... 
with guru eyes and wisdom they see you they see who you are your true nature you know what needs to what needs more development and just your path in general you know where are you going and so aiden the one the fierce one the one who deals with conflict that doesn't turn away and so he said you need to from now on you're aiden and you need to live this you need to live your name and so it was such a blessing because again it was and and, and before i go there i just want to say how easy it is to live a life the way i was living you know we all have our things that we avoid or, or, or don't want to do and how easy it is to you can live a life and not meet the challenges of life that are required that are going to grow you and so I can see how I could have easily missed this opportunity to be Aiden, to, to face what needed to be faced and deal with what needed to be dealt with. But because of the gurus, I would say this divine intervention, I was able to um, change, change these things in myself that I, I, I couldn't do on my own or wasn't willing. And so, yeah. And, and for, for those who don't know you personally, the way Ananda Dev and I do, um, if, if you had not with, with the gurus, uh, you know, divine insight and, and help and uh, the light of the guru itself shining on you, you're uh, what I'm hearing you say is I could see if I didn't live any of those things, then I would still live the life. That was the opposite that I live now. Now you're, you know, it, in other words, Ananda Dev and I both would testify that you live as Aiden. You carry part of your your role as legacy holder, part of who you are, part of the challenge you meet every day is dealing with whatever needs to be dealt with, which includes uh, fierce uh, addressing of conflict or what, whatever is going on. I mean, you're the president of a corporation and you run an organization. You're the chairman of the board. You're also the legacy holder all of those things require a level of responsibility. And what you're saying is that when you receive that name, you were living more quiet in, a, you know, in the, like you described at Satsang, kind of in the back of the room, not really more of a passive life, more of completely conflict avoidant to where you weren't living as your real self because you were avoiding that aspect of life so much that's life avoidant. And that's something that many Westerners are programmed with. I mean, we're death phobic. That's, that's a kind of culture that is life, uh, uh, that is not life affirming, I'll say. So I'm just saying what you said again, but sort of emphasizing the Aiden that we know now, nobody would, would have any sense or idea uh, that the person you're describing that you were, Michael, <laughs> prior to Aiden, they just, it's just two completely radically different people. It's its like you're describing two different people. It's actually a little story I'd like to get into uh, uh, next, um, uh, seeing if that's, if now's the right time, we'll see. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you described it beautifully as just like many people do, um, if it's their nature to, to kind of live more of a passive lifestyle and Swamiji's, then all of a sudden the guru comes crashing into your life, into my life and says, no more, because that's not living life. For you personally, that's not your spiritual path. You need to do different and it will grow you exponentially, but you need to do the work. 
and here's this name to help you do that to live to live that so yeah and i think that you you're also saying there's you kind of like there's no way that that i could be that <laughs> like that's a foreigner to me aiden is like mm, even though that's what you you feel and that's what is a heart call and that's what seems right I'm not so sure that I can do what you're labeling me as. Oh yeah, I mean, I I, I remember <laughs> I watched my initiation not too long ago, and he's saying he's telling me my name and he's describing what it means, and I'm I'm nodding like I understand. He's like, "Don't be so confident. This is a this is a tall." Uh... So you got your name at your initiation, and I just forget that. Um, no, I'm sorry. Afterward, afterward. okay, I. Yeah, I just I just love the facts of it. So if I'm if, if there's someone else who got their name at initiation, I just want to know because it's so thrilling for me to. Yeah, I was using yeah. I was using initiation as name like a name. Okay, gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, well, one of the things that the guru always does is work in devices, and devices are simply anything can be used at any time in a way that you can't possibly explain or understand. For example, a name here, that's a device. Here's a guru seeing, a guru knowing, a guru knowledge. It's And all he does is give you a name, tell you what it means, and it transforms your whole life. That's an example of a guru device. Uh, other guru devices might be, you know, a, a meditation at a certain time or, uh, you know, silence for, for six hours, wh whatever it is. Guru works in, in different devices. Um, and... Actually, I, I have a, a really exciting story, but I'm going to leave a little cliffhanger because I just remembered um, prior to uh, um, the story I want to get to is uh, I remember being in Malibu on the veranda when there was an ashram, uh, Swami Pramadaya, we had a Pramadaya ashram for a brief time and Pramadaya, I, I, I lived there um, and Pramadaya was having a conversation with me. And he was talking to me about you. And he said to me, as I told you the story, you know the story, certainly. He said to me as crystal clear as day that Aiden can be of great help to me personally. Um, he just, he basically was just, he just said that. And, you know, it just like giving you the name Aiden and making the statement. I don't know what that means. I just know he said that. In hindsight, what I know he did is he was predicting you now today. He was giving you the name Adam, and he was commenting on what the future was going to be, which is the tremendous help you are to him uh, personally. Um, and I guess I'm sharing that now because it, it's the timeline. It's you had initiation, you got your name, and then he's saying, hey, Aiden can be of tremendous help to me personally. Um, and then it wasn't until years after that, that that was actually the case. And, and I was just commenting on guru devices because I really love something so simple and so transformative. Here's the guru predicting the future. Here's the guru uh, giving you the name that you will become. And then, you know, people think of things like, oh, you, you know, you have to go to a cave at the Tyus mountain and meditate for 19 days. And you have to only eat this kind of berry. And, you know, so people think guru devices are these wild, you know, stand on your head for six hours or whatever thing. But the guru works with devices that you cannot even predict. And there is such a fun story shortly after you got your name. Actually, it might've been a couple of years um, uh, after you got your name where it's, I, I title it the magic hat. And when I say I title it the magic hat story, it's because Swami Premadaya told you 
you have a magic hat. And he from said, Israel. from Israel. Ah, okay. So this was a couple of years later that you got the magic hat uh, from Israel. And to, will you tell us the story of the magic hat? Because it's such a beautiful example of a guru device that seems like nothing. It seems like eh, just a casual uh, uh, throwaway. But I, I remember this period. I remember the magic of it. So can yeah. you tell us about the magic hat? Yeah, sure. I mean, it was a, that was a wonderful tour, by the way. I mean, Israel was just phenomenal. Um, but there was a group of us, what, maybe a dozen or so? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, we're um, on this international tour, this pilgrimage with Swamiji, which we've we've, done, we've had a number of them, and we we uh, look to do more. And so, yeah, this is a number of years after uh, my name, Aiden. And so I remember we were just kind of shopping around. We're going through the different markets and looking at all the trinkets and all the the fun things that they have for sale, and the clothing and the scarves and all these all these things that we enjoy and must have been at some point Swamiji saw a hat and I actually have the hat and I'll show it to you right now. Um, so he sees this hat and it's on a rack and he says, try try this on, see how this looks. Okay. So I put it on and I'm, I think it looks okay, but it's not something I would wear. I'd ever choose. And um, so he says, what, what do you think about if uh, we got this hat for you and you wear it? And uh, <laughs> sure, <laughs> you know, I, I want to embrace this culture and I want to, you know, have fun. So why not? And so he said, this is, he was very serious. And he said, uh, after we got this hat, he says, this is your magic hat. This hat right here is, this is your magic hat. And you should wear it. You should wear it anytime you're out in public and you should wear it for the rest of the time that we are in Israel. So I did. And of course, immediately I feel self-conscious, right? I got this very colorful look at me hat, you know, through all the marketplaces and the restaurants and all the places that we went. For so, somebody who does not like attention no. and does not like to be, you know, would much prefer to just uh, be an observer rather than have any attention on them. Yeah. So, <laughs> so again, we're, we're in Israel and this is not completely uncommon, you know, these type of hats. So it's okay. Um, and so I, I continue wearing it. Um, and then we get back to the States and the suggestion is to continue wearing it. Now I'm, now I'm really like, why am I doing this? I don't know if I want to do this. But I also trust my guru 100%. And so I'm in the grocery store. I'm at, you know, I'm shopping. I got this hat on. <laughs> I'm going to the dentist. I got this hat on. I remember I went on a date. <laughs> and the woman was, you know, the, the girl who I was with at the time. She's like, all right, all right. And I explained where it's from and she thought it was pretty cool. And so, um, so the result of that was, it did such a, a healing for me of being okay, of being seen and being out there and not caring what people think. And that was the device, that was the guru device. 
and I didn't know it at the time. And in hindsight, there's been so many of these wonderful guru devices that are very simple, very practical. Just do this. Just do this differently. Just try this. And this hat really, um, it was magical. And he wasn't, he wasn't joking. The magic of the transformation. Because mm -hmm. this is something that I couldn't have no. figured out on my own. Would have done willingly. Um, and it, it was... It was incredible. And it's also the name Aiden because the conflict doesn't necessarily mean you walk around being, you know, uh, the savior of the world and, you know, fighting in the, in the corner. It's also conflict within yourself. It's also getting rid of anything that is anti-life or the, the, you know, it's, it's confronting that in a way to where you're actually living forward. You're actually being yourself, knowing yourself. So that hat also puts you in the, in the position of, being Aiden, that that is the living of your name. So you're, you know, somebody who doesn't like attention, but, you know, you can't be, you can't maintain a passive, you can't do both. You can't live passively and live fully. So mm -hmm. you, to be engaged in life the way that the name Aiden would demand and the way that you now live so beautifully and that also supports all of us, that hat is also provoking that. Yeah, ab absolutely. And, and uh, on all fronts, it was just <laughs> an, an all out um, assault on my, <laughs> so to speak, on, on, on my ways of kind of just wanting to hide and hang back. And so it was beautiful. It was such it's a pretty hard to hide with a colorful magic hat on. Yeah. Go ahead and, 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 and of course, you know, and, and we're talking about the States, like this is not, so, like, <laughs> right. you know, this is, this is not a typical hat. Go ahead. But it's also interesting that Aiden, the name uh, has different origins, but uh, Swamiji specifically chose the Arabic version. It's also an Arab hat because we bought it on an Arab market and also yeah. Coming challenges or challenges within yourself. It's also a big concept in 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 Islam, basically, like the, your own personal uh, fight with the challenges you have, like yeah. the the concept of yeah, jihad. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. also challenges your entire um, programming yeah. because all this idea of what people think and and being, you know, well, th is this an American thing to do? Does this, you right. know, it's, it challenges all that. And all he said all is, Hey, uh, why don't you wear this hat? <laughs> In one fell swoop, just all of it got taken care of. I mean, um, th this is that. also, Oh, go ahead. I'm, I, I yeah, just, just exactly what you said, just the idea of I'm American. And so therefore I, I should look this way. And, and so just all that got handled. It was, it was wonderful. And this is exactly at the time where there was a radical, um, Swami Pramadaya has talked about it publicly, and I actually have uh, something from our website that I'm going to read here in a moment, but there's a, a radical uh, transformation that happened. So it started with the magic hat, and then Pramadaya basically did this transmutation, it basically did this, this spiritual uh, procedure almost, almost like a surgery, <laughs> a metaphysical surgery. And I remember at the end of this saying that it was so radical and everybody commented on it. It was as if your, your skin color had changed. It was so radical. I mean, it was so different. It was like all of a sudden you're no longer the person you were. It was radical. And it started with the magic hat. Yes. So that's part of the device. 
And I, I this is just my belief in, in, in enjoyment. So take it with a grain of salt. It's you and it's your uh, journey. So, uh, but I believe the magic hat is a, is a key because it's it's what opened a level of transformation that allowed another and even way more radical transformation to happen. So without being so ethereal, let me read uh, this. Uh, this is from Swami Premadaya. Aiden now provides seekers with an embodiment and a visible example of what the practice of Guru Bhakti Yoga actually looks like in real life and how much can be accomplished on both worldly and metaphysical levels. He is the only disciple who has been capable of undergoing a complete spiritual transmutation, a painful process performed by Swami Premadaya in 2015, right after the magic hat. Uh, that part's not in there. I added that. So let me continue, which involves entering, in, entering a person's body-mind system, internal self, and reconfiguring it over a 15-hour period. The result was readily apparent to Aiden himself and to all who knew him. His presence had been powerfully enhanced. His abilities had been clearly elevated. In the years since, continued spiritual tutelage and diligent practice have visibly strengthened, solidified, and amplified his innate personal qualities, qualities of goodness, acceptance, gentleness, kindness, generosity, unconditional lovingness, even the gift of a calming and healing presence, such that his spiritual master declared him to be 49% human being, 51% celestial, be celestial being. What do you have to say? <laughs> <laughs> How about that? So uh, it was that magic hat period. And then this particular uh, uh, yeah. spiritual uh, experience Spiritual mm -hmm. transmutation, as Swamiji calls it, um, which was just so radical. And seeing you come out of that was was like seeing Aiden fully embodied. And I think we all comment regularly on the celestial being side of it because your compassion, your kindness, your gentleness is so out of this world. It's so from the beyond. And that really came out of that. That uh, Yeah, that, that was the surprising part, too these qualities that um, that I liked about myself actually were not only was I aiming toward what Swamiji said to step out more and to to take things you know as they come head on and and, and not um, shirk from them but also these kind of other qualities that you're mentioning that I did like about myself those got enhanced as well through this process. I mean, that was a surprising part. It's like the whole thing just kind of unfolded and just got elevated to a whole new level. Um, there's so. a, there's a <laughs> part of my sidetrack, but just bear with me. There's a really crazy, I think one of the greatest pilots, a, a TV show that is, has a first episode that they present to a network to pick it up and buy it is called a pilot. They make one episode and they, so they don't fund, you know, a whole 12 episodes or whatever. So it's called a pilot. So there's a TV pilot called Heat Vision and Jack, which was directed by Ben Stiller. And it was way ahead of its time. This is from 2000, I actually my 2019, something like that. So Jack Black plays an astronaut that got too close to the sun uh, in space. 
And he got so close that he became the smartest man on earth. He's so just smart, but only in the daytime. <laughs> so he's an idiot at night, but he's really bright and super smart during the day. And he, he is, his uh, heat vision is his talking motorcycle, which was Owen Wilson, who got uh, merged with a motorcycle from a, a laser ray. So bear with me. <laughs> what I'm saying is the experience of that <laughs> it's kind of like like Jack when when as you came out of this it's like your your intelligence was just radically you know you're smart before but it was just like like you're saying everything was increased it just yeah. was like you're so close to the sun that you're you're just you're so bright and you're just you're brighter you're glowing you're compassionate everything had just just increased yeah i mean everything was shrouded in self doubt or you know hesitation which is going to dampen everything <laughs> about yourself, you know? So, so the light is the guru, by the way. The light, the light. Yeah, is, yeah. It was yeah, Aiden yeah. got, got the light into the light of the guru. And that's what, you know, uh, absolutely. And I want to say too, to make it clear, the guru, the guru does have a relationship and these um, devices that we're calling them methods. Yes. It's from the guru, but you have to say yes. And mm -hmm. I, I said yes. Yep. Mm. So I did I did the work. I said yes. And just amazing things unfolded from there. So yeah, at any point in that 15 hour period that is described as painful and you could have you know shut all that down. That's what most of us do. Actually, Guruji talks about that many times is you have to not, you know, when you have an experience of the beyond, when you experience bliss. Or when you see yourself or when God comes, it's like that's not a that's not like a comfortable experience. And you have to not turn away from it. You have to. That's part of the, the diligence and the practice and, you know, disciple discipline there, you know, as Guruji says, the same word with the letters, a few different part of the discipline is not running when God, you know, all these years you're knocking on God's door. And when God arrives you, you, to, to turn away from the run, from the overwhelm, the oh, my God, this is so big that's that's the disciples uh, job is to not turn from it so like you're saying to say yes uh, yes yeah yes bhagwan yes is one of our favorite songs from the osho uh, community so and that's also living up to your name aiden he mm -hmm. is the only disciple who has been capable of undergoing a complete spiritual transmutation mm -hmm. so taking on the challenges and you know something else occurred to me as far as um when i met swamiji and why i knew he was my guru, my teacher. Um, I didn't realize until I thought about it. I, one of the criteria that I had was I wanted someone who was, who had kind of seen the world and done it all, who was world. If they were going to be my teacher, my guru, they had to be worldly. They had to be successful. And that was important to me because it informed me that, you know, they had, they had been out in the world, they had gotten the success, and it still wasn't, the message was that that's not where it's at, that there's something more. And that was what Swamiji um, was for me and, and, and is, you know, here's a very, very worldly man, um, very successful, had a, a long career. Um, and it has had many, many accomplishments. And here he is saying, but that's not what's important. I've done all that. And you can do all that too, but it's not what's important. 
And so that's really, that was really important for me to have a teacher who had had that background, not someone who hadn't been out in the world and just was focused on spirituality alone. I mean, he's explained many times, I'm not an ivory tower guru. He's, he's, he's been through a lot and he knows a lot. He's, you know, very intelligent and very educated. And um, I, I really trust that. I really trust someone in that position um, to assist me and to guide me. And so that was part of my decision-making with, with Swamiji was, even though I don't know if it was my decision or not, but uh, part of the recognition anyway, right. but certainly uh, he's, he's very uh, commonly referred to uh, as the practical guru. Mm -hmm. uh, and part of that practical uh, aspect is the fact that he's not an ivory tower guru, that he does have worldly experience and he, you know, he does understand the, the challenges in worldly life rather than somebody who wouldn't have such direct experience. He, he's met it. There's nothing you can really shock him with or surprise him with. There's, there's, he's been through it. He's, he understands it through his own direct experience and then through his own uh, extensive spiritual practice has addressed it and dealt with it. And that has a value that makes him truly the practical guru. I prefer, I, I like what, what has also been said. He's the practical guru because of how effective he is. Mm. And part of his effectiveness is by, you know, somebody who has had the experience that you or I have had and mm. is able to relate that so directly. Um, I also want to talk about, you know, we, we, I'd want to comment on legacy holder. Mm. Now, now in the last, let's say, what has it been? It's been a year at the most. Um, you, you were identified, uh, um, you and I both at the same time were identified as advanced disciples. Um, and that is a, a recognition. It's not a, a, an achievement. It's, it's not an appointment is what I want to say. And it's not something that that's appointed. It's a certain, you know, this many you do this many uh, um, uh, burpees, or, or you do this many uh, yoga positions, or whatever it is, and therefore now you've met the criteria. It's not a a an education system. It's also not a system of uh, a dogmatic religious system where you spend X amount of years doing this, and then it's it's a recognition. It's something that wasn't before and is now. And it's something that happens. Now there are four identified advanced disciples. Yourself and myself were, were identified um, as the first two. Uh, that was a, a beautiful moment. Um, and then not long after that recognition, something else had, had shown up at, at um, ICOTA, which was Swami Premadaya acknowledged publicly. Um, and again, not an appointment, but a recognition that you were the identified soul uh, um, legacy holder. Uh, again, that happened at the same time. You and I kind of have a, a, a mirrored path, which has been a true gift and, and an honor and a blessing for myself. Thank you, my beloved guru brother. Um, and you were acknowledged as legacy holder. And we, we can't end this podcast without at least talking about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just as surprised as probably you were. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> holder. Um, <laughs> but yes, legacy holder, it's such a privilege. Um, Swamiji has such a wealth uh, of a body of work over mm -hmm. the last couple of years, from videos to recordings, um, 
to the handouts that you were mentioning handouts. from BSD. I mean, it's it's. I don't know if it's it's pro, it's got to be close to a thousand handouts that he's written easy easily, where he just he just puts blood, sweat, and tears into creating um, handouts on specific spiritual instruction, specific spiritual wisdom and knowledge, and he'll utilize uh, to, for emphasis other teachers, uh, other sources. He'll point his disciples, his students. Um, or, or people who are attending even in as a lay person coming to a workshop. He's just created such an incredible body of work um, besides the 2,000 video recordings and audio recordings. Um, I, those handouts are just incredible. Yeah, so my, my joy and my privilege in this is preserving this, this legacy of Swami Pramodaya's um, of course, he's still with us. He's yes, alive and very well. Yes, well, and I also want to point out Osho's comments on his deathbed because uh, there's a beautiful Sanya story from Osho, and he says, "Yeah, we sat on the bed, and Osho gave us his final words: Never speak of me in in the past tense." He said, "My presence here will be many times greater without the burden of my tortured body. Remind my people that they will feel me much more. They will know." immediately. Mm -hmm. And I, I grabbed that quote because we've also heard Swami Premit. So Osho is, is our beloved guru's guru. And also some of us, we are also sannyas of, of Osho, Jai Jai Osho. And Guruji, Swami Premadaya has said, some of you will feel me much, much more when I'm no longer in the body. All that being said, Guruji's right here, right now, alive, present. He is functioning. The guru function is alive and embodied and active. And uh, thank God for, for our beloved guru. We're so pleased to have had the time we have had with him, even right. if it's been 20 years. And uh, I hope that it's many, 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 many years more that he is embodied. Uh, Jai Jai Guru Dev. So to answer your question, the, the legacy is preserving, carrying on, disseminating, making available this this body of work um over the last 20 years i mean we have many books many more books to come oh yeah um mm -hmm. just so quote like you said quotes books so excited to make all this available um for those who are seeking it and so it's my joy my honor to preserve this legacy and 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 continue it so that's and you are the right person. For that. In. Yeah, you are absolutely the right person for that. And I also have this from our website. Swami Premadaya has instructed that after his own death, Aiden should permanently remain ICOTA's president due to his demonstrated honesty, impeccable integrity, and obvious humility and dependability. Essential primary traits in anyone leading an organization solely dedicated to preserving and disseminating the legacy, including a voluminous body of work left behind of a genuine God-ordained guru, a spiritual master who has proven metaphysical abilities to help and permanently transform and unlift other, uh, uplift others, uplift <laughs> others. And you are the absolute right person for that. I mean, look, your story today tells you of Guruji's transmission. You have been uh, Guruji's right hand for many, many, many years, living in the transmission of Guruji, seeing for yourself firsthand, experiencing for you the miracles that happen, experiencing and witnessing others, the miracles that happen. And you embody and preserve Guruji's transmission itself through 
uh, his work, but also as legacy holder, you've actually started um, facilitating and leading with others. And Guruji has said that legacy holder, you are part of Guru. Guru has become three. Guru, Guru, the Guru function has always been one up until 2023 when the Guru function became three. The Guru is still Guru, but legacy holder, you, Aiden, are one leg or wing, I like wing because it's, you know, it's fun to think of that way, of, of guru. And so now the guru function itself is supported and people actually get guru through you. Obviously, Swami Premadaya, as we just said, is still the guru, but they still get Guruji through you, Guruji's transmission through you. And one thing that I find very fascinating, um, the, the quote that I read earlier from our website, I'll point out because I love these things so much. I have to find the, uh, here we go. It ends with um, when I said amplified, you know, it's talking about that transmutation, the spiritual transmutation that happened and ends with in the paragraph and amplified his innate personal qualities of goodness, acceptance, gentleness, kindness, generosity, unconditional lovingness, even the gift of a calming and healing presence. So, the other fascinating thing that happened, advanced disciple and then uh, uh, legacy holder. And then through Swami Premadaya, mudra healing started showing what he called mudra healings, which is where, you know, through guru eyes and guru witnessing, he would be able to place somebody in a spontaneous spiritual divine alignment position. And people were experiencing these incredible miraculous healings. And then Guruji also noticed the effect that had that had on the guru function. So he said, hey, I'm not going to do these mudra healings can't become part of the of the guru function. And this was at the same time that legacy holder and lineage holder were identified. And I remember messaging you during a meeting because Swami Premadaya was saying we can't do mudra healings anymore because of the impact is I, I now can see the, the effect. And I messaged Ananda Dev, I messaged Aiden in a private message saying, I'm confident that mudra healings won't be gone. This isn't the last one. What I said was I'm confident that this isn't the last we'll see of mudra healings. So, and when, when I read that, I, I was just thinking, oh, well, Swamiji is going to do more healings in the future. It never no. occurred to me that it could spill over to yeah. <laughs> legacy but, holder, lineage holder. I did. I was very, I didn't say anything, but I was clear it was going to show up in another way. And shortly after that, spontaneously, your own uh, inspiration, your own occurrence, uh, healings arrived at Icoda. First, you know, in that in that mode from Swan Primadaya, you could say that that you know the guru has been doing forms of healing, but that's not that's not we mean specifically a healing modality in that Guruji was offering a healing modality, and then he said, Hey, this is not going to become a regular thing. And I'm saying, hey, it's going to show up in another way. And then all of a sudden, Aiden is has a very clear inspiration, you could call it, or a divine seeing, you could call it, now being part of guru, now being an aspect of guru function. And you now um, offer and have your own healings that, that people have received. And the reports have been phenomenal. Um, people have expressed again and again the power of like, wow, the, these healings, just, just a short time, just a, a short window of being with you and a short window of experiencing your healing ability. And I just point out that, again, it was predicted by Swami Pramodaya because what I read you from the website was before 
you healing showed up for you. Isn't that, isn't that fascinating? I always am so amazed by that. Yeah. And I can absolutely vouch for uh, the effectiveness of it because uh, I was I had the honor of uh, being one of uh, uh, Aiden's, if I may say, uh, guinea pigs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's still 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 unfolding. Very effective. Very um, pinpoint. It's precise. 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 Oh, yeah. precise. Yeah. 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 To give you a little backstory, I, I don't know the I don't remember the, the exact time frame when Swamiji stopped doing mudras, because mm -hmm. he said, "Yeah, I I'm I can see clearly now. I didn't know this at the time, but I can see clearly now that this is having an effect on my health. Basically, this is taking years off my life to doing these mudras. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so the transmission is so powerful, and it took so much um, that he and just. He's like, I can't, I can't offer them anymore, you know. And he did. Yeah, the the energetic exchange, and exchange. and the guru, the yeah. guru often is taking on, you know, as many historical uh, um, traditions have said that the guru takes on the karma of the disciple. <laughs> but this was a more direct, uh, physical one to one, like energetic quality that there was literally taking on the karma and burning, and he he just, uh, you know, was experiencing the the it was having negative effects, and that's when he said, I can't continue to, this was after, I think about 11, 10 or 11, uh, mudra healings, spontaneous healings that arrived, um, where these, these, and, and each person that had one was radically transformed and just, uh, uh, blown away by these mudras. So we, you know, I just very instinctually, certainly as being lineage holder as well, and for <laughs> being with Guruji for so long, I knew this wasn't, I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I knew this would, there's no way that this healings would show up. And then just, that was it. One, one quick little, so then you had your experience. Right. right. So it was clear that this, this new kind of modality was wanting to be ushered in at Icoda, which was healing, a healing aspect at Icoda. And so, um, Swamiji announces, you know, I can't, I can't, I'm sorry, but I can't do this anymore. And so I don't, maybe it was, a month later, weeks later, it was a matter of weeks at the most. A month on the far, uh, a couple of weeks at the most. So what happened for me was I was just driving, doing some errands, and all of a sudden, while I'm driving, I get this. I, I see one of our beloved sangha members, uh, a female in my in my mind, and I see she's sitting in this particular position with her, you know, arms in a certain position, her leg in a certain position, and I'm doing a healing on her and it's all it just all just happens a matter like that you know just like that and i knew immediately what it meant and i just thought uh-oh <laughs> I, 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 I don't I, I just i knew it all i knew that it's because swamiji said he can't do healings anymore i knew immediately what to do as far as my part in my offering of this new healing that's wanting to come in and so it was completely spontaneous unsought i wasn't interested i've never been interested in healing personally um myself as far as a spiritual modality i'm not saying it's not no legitimate or helpful at all it absolutely is but just for me personally that's never been part of my spiritual path i've never sought out mm -hmm. healing or anything like that so it's never been on my mind and all of a sudden here it is and i'm the one being asked to do this and i was just 
taken aback. And I, I told Swamiji this and he just said, it's trusted. It's real. And so I, um, I asked this disciple who I saw if they'd be willing to let me, you know, do a brief healing. It was less than 10 minutes and the effects were immediate. Like the moment we, we did the healing together, um, it started happening. Like just, just things started moving and profound, profound. Uh, according to, to her report is that they were profound, uh, things that have been, you know, struggled with for years, insights into the movement of and the continued unfolding of. So that was, it's, it's the reports that have been wildly positive, far, far beyond any, not that we have an expectation going into it. Um, but that's part of the reason why I, it was so important to me to create the spiritual healing group now at ICOTA is because I wanted there to be a space for, to allow for this healing modality to um, be offered and unfold. And people have reported incredible uh, experience uh, already. Yeah. So it's not, you know, it's not my healing. And I know Swami Sky, you have your own healing. Well, and that was the, the fast. I'm, I cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, well, no, the, the fascinating part is that you and I hadn't even spoken at this point. No, 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 not at all. So in that same week that you had that, what you just described go on, I didn't know that that was going on. And at the same time, somebody at, at, um, a, at the, in the Advanced Beyond Self training program was giving a report and I knew that I could help them. And I had already uh, done... Uh, like, for, for example, I had ordered some, some, for those people who don't know me, I, I you know, I have, I, I enjoy native culture. I have studied with uh, native elders. Um, I, I very much am into the earth, mother earth's medicine, like sage and the other, the other uh, plants that absolutely have a powerful effect on the body, mind, and spirit. You know, I'm, I'm very much into classical Indian music. So I understand the effects of sound, uh, on the body. Um, and so I, I've been working with these different modes as part of my enjoyment of the spiritual path for many, many years, but I had never looked at it as, as any sort of modality or offering, but I do know the effects, um, that these different, you know, energy workings have, you know, it's part of how I make my own home sacred space. When somebody comes into my home, they often say, wow, it feels so amazing here. That's because I actively work to, to live in and create sacred space. It never occurred to me how that may help somebody else. But at this report uh, uh, in the Advanced Beyond Self Training Program, I literally knew I could help this person and I waited. I didn't say anything because I knew that it was basically a, a ceremony that I could do for this person um, that would be helpful. And I also have never looked at or, or now look at myself as a healer. In fact, I, I'm a little stubborn and I, you know, those who know me, <laughs> know me from the past, I, I sometimes have these attitudes that are very silly. And I kind of always looked at the word healer negatively because I, to me, it has too much arrogance in it. It's I'm a healer. Uh, a healer at best can create the environment where, you know, the body, the mind or the spirit can heal itself. You're not doing any actual healing. So I've always kind of been like mm, healer. 
Uh, it's like at best you can create the environment where healing can happen, but that's not coming from you. That's part of the beyond or part of the individual's own system and own makeup. So I've always um, been a little more than a little put off by the idea of healer, quote unquote healer. So I never have looked at myself that way, but it was clear that I could help this person. And it was the same week that you were experiencing. So I set up a, 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 an evening where I went over to this person's house. So it's a, a beloved Sangha member of ours. Who we uh, love Jai Jai Sangha. Um, and I basically did an energetic clearing uh, almost like an exorcism uh, that evening and creating of sacred space, blessing of sacred space and transmitting my guru's, uh, my love for my guru. So Guru Bhakti and transmitting Guru Bhakti uh, and helped encourage and the reports were that it was profound and very helpful and a lifelong or many, many year issue was uh, uh resolved or at least solved through enough to where it's not an issue anymore. So there's two modes of healing that arrived and one and Swami Premit, I, I had mentioned all this to him because I want his blessing. I always want my guru's blessing whenever I'm uh, honoring my guru or, or, and he's, he, he said to me, Oh, let me, let me say it this way. So once you and I talked and we knew that you had a mode of healing that had shown up, that wasn't quite what Swami Pramadaya had shown with mudra. It's not mudra healing. That's that's specific to Swami Pramadaya, but you have your own divine alignment healing. And then I had this energetic uh, um, sort of clearing and cleansing healing, um, which became very powerful and obvious, and as well as a transmission of my guru's uh, energy being lineage holder, and, you know, living <laughs> the presence of my guru um, in my own heart and that loving that sense to, to people feel very relaxed and very calm. It's been very fun. I really wanted us to have a space to allow for that. And, and so that's where the spiritual healing group at Icota came from. Um, and we uh, now have a, a place where, where we get to live and share that, that healing mode that has arrived at Icota. Mm. It's really fascinating to, to hear you both speak about this because it's something that naturally popped up. Mm -hmm. and, and, and all the things that have been talked about today also, Aiden, your whole uh, trip from where you started up until now, it has always been about, uh, okay, yes, yes. And that brings me back to actually Ram Das. There's a YouTube video where Swamiji speaks about the one word. And I believe the word was also just yes. When uh, Ram Das's guru asks him for a car and Ram Das says yes. So it's all, all this growth, all this um, everything that happens naturally, all this growth just comes from this one yes. But the yes, yes is a very, that's a very active stance. Yes. That's why we also like to say, yes, Bhagwan, yes, yes. So thank you for your yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing passive in yes. Mm. And even, even Guruji's teaching, Swami Pramodai's teaching on saying no is saying no is saying yes to something else. Mm -hmm. If it's no to something else, because some, because it's, that's a yes to yourself. 
Mm. So, you know, it's like, yes to life uh, <laughs> is, is uh, there's nothing passive about it at all. So it's very active. It's a very fierce stance. So mm. what you're saying makes total sense. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, it's, it seems saying that those words, yes, seem so small, but it's, it, it, it can, when it comes to guru disciple, it absolutely transforms you. Mm. And uh, Swamiji says all the time, it's, it's all about persistence and it's about willingness. That's mm. all you need. Wonderful. Beautiful. That, that seems like a, a great place to say thank you so much to our beloved uh, Guru Bhai, uh, Aiden. It's um, like we scripted it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like it just, it's like it just came all together. I would say that, you know, Aiden, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I know that I love to hear from you. I love to hear. I also love to hear how like your side and, and like Ananda Dev is sharing. It's like we get to actually experience our our path together because we are traveling together. And we're, we're so pleased to, to have you on here. And we're so blessed to have you as our uh, legacy holder and your service to the to the Sangha, to us individually and to our beloved guru. We're indebted for and incredibly grateful. So thank you so much, brother, for coming on here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you both. My pleasure. The Bhakti Talk podcast is presented by International Centers of Divine Awakening. Visit our website at i-coda.org and subscribe on YouTube or any of the major podcasting sites. You can also find us on all social media at Bhakti Talk Podcast. And I've already said thank you to our beloved brother, but I also want to say thank you to um, uh, beloved Gurudev, and Sangha, um, actually, this is for Aiden. I, I wrote this here for you. Uh, uh, you've given your life to the spiritual advancement of others, uh, Aiden, and you are a living example of loving and selfless service to the divine. Your angelic qualities, as the guru made public, are truly visible. You shine bright, brother. We love you so much. Thank you to you who are listening. We give you gratitude uh, and honor your spiritual path. And thank you to our beloved Sangha. Uh, what an incredible support to be on the same path together. Uh, and a most ecstatic thank you to our beloved Guru Swami Pramodaya. Your wisdom, ways, and practices, practices have been the transformational light on the path. Jai Jai Gurudev. Jai Jai Swami Pramodaya. <laughs>